Hey, this is Clark from the Down South IT Podcast, and today I'm going to give you my two cents on the Google Developer Conference. So Google does their developer conference every year. This is the first year in the last couple because of COVID that they actually did it in person, and they had a few announcements. First up, we're gonna start with hardware, the Pixel Buds Pro. So these are gonna be their new wireless bud type, you know, earphones that sit very similar to the Apple AirPods, but these are the Pixel branded ones. They're a little closer to Sony's design. They don't hang out of your ear quite as much. These will actually have active noise cancellation, better audio isolation, at least so they say, and once they launch, they'll actually get a software update that will include spatial audio. So you'll be able to get things in 3D while, you, you, while you're using them, which is pretty cool. I kind of like that. So because of the noise cancellation and everything, these do have the Pro moniker. And of course, they're going to have the Pro price to go with it. These are going to be $199. Pre-orders are going to start July 21st. And they should come out, I think, a week later is when they're actually going to drop. So... But the good thing is these you can link to your Google account and you'll be able to use Find My Device to be able to locate them if you do happen to lose them. I know a lot of people use that for the Apple version. I'm pretty sure Android is going to be the same. So you may want to do that just in case you're kind of lackadaisical with your stuff whenever you leave it somewhere. Next up is the long-awaited Pixel 6a. This smartphone's pretty much everything has been leaked about it before the I.O. conference anyway, but we'll go through it. It'll have the same Tensor chip as the Pixel 6, so it'll be very, very strong as far as what's under the hood. It, but they're to save some money, they're actually going to go and revert back to the same camera setup that they had on the Pixel 4a 5G. So instead of a 50 megapixel camera and a 12 megapixel ultra wide. It's just going to be dual 12 megapixel cameras. So you're going to have a 12 megapixel wide camera and an ultra wide. So that's kind of how they're saving money on that. Does come with a 6.1 inch OLED screen. It's only a 60 hertz screen. So it's not a high refresh rate, but it is an OLED. So it should look really good. All the models are going to be 128 gigabytes of storage with six gigabytes of RAM. It's going to come so starting in three colors white black and sage and the sage is kind of a off green color looks kind of cool actually not my color per se but hey everybody has their own thing and it actually is a cool looking color to be honest this one also has a 8 megapixel front camera the battery is going to be 4410 milliamps so you have a huge battery on this thing so you could probably stretch it and get almost two days out of it at least it'll also come with an underscreen fingerprint sensor so that way, hopefully this one works a little better than some of the others that I've had, especially the one on my 4A, because that one, the first software update that I got bricked that and I haven't been able to use it since. So yeah, you need to get your shit straight, Google. Next up is the uh, another long awaited piece of tech is the Pixel Watch. It's gonna be a round watch face with a lot of curved glass and a function button. There's going to be multiple bands, of course, you know, to accessorize it how you really want to. It'll have the latest version of Wear OS on it, which Google partnered with Samsung to try to get that going, along with a lot of Fitbit features that since Google acquired Fitbit, 
So you're going to have heart rate sensors, sleep sensors, step and workout tracking, that kind of thing. The, most of the, the different features that you would get from a Fitbit will also be included with the Pixel Watch. It will also integrate with Google Wallet. Yes, they're bringing that back with NFC so you can use your watch as a payment device so you don't have to have your phone or anything like that with you. You can just use the, the watch. And you can also control your smart home devices with it. So they'll have Google Home integration with this as well. They also announced a Google Pixel tablet. They showed it off, but they really don't didn't say much about it. They don't have a whole lot of specs on it just yet. They're supposedly what I had heard was that it was basically a tablet that you could detach from the Google Nest Hub Max and use it not only as the you know the for the smart home device but take it and use it as an actual tablet too but we don't know anything really a whole lot about it and it's supposed to release sometime next year so hopefully stuff like that will be forthcoming and we'll get a little bit more clarification on that as time comes up so now to the software side again like i said google wallet is making a comeback they're going to bring it back with some more security features including a virtual credit card number so whenever you pay for something, you actually use a virtual number, not your real credit card number. So any transaction that you use can't be tied back to your actual credit card number, which is kind of a nifty feature. We will see how it works. They're supposed to be integrating a lot more stuff into it with, you know, as they go forward, as they brought it back. We'll kind of keep up to date and see exactly what they're going to do with that as time goes on. But Instead of Google Pay, now we're going to have Google Wallet again. So we'll see what happens with that. There's a lot of automation advancements that, they're, that they announced uh, at the I.O. conference. A lot of stuff that has to do with auto translation and auto transcription of video on the fly. So as you're watching videos, it'll automatically transcribe or translate videos for you in real time, which that's kind of nifty. I'm, I'm impressed with that. There's going to also be an auto summarizing feature that you can put on that you can have with a lot of large documents that'll just give you a summary of that document. Now, granted, I don't like to read long documents of if I don't have to, but you'd have to put a lot of trust in that just to make sure that it's actually doing what it's doing. So I don't know that that one could be helpful, but I don't know how much I would trust it. Uh, there's going to be a lot of map updates also, so it can handle multiple search parameters at a location that you're searching for. So say you're looking for a coffee house or something like that in a neighboring town, it'll not only bring up stuff about that coffee house, but other things around in that area that may be of interest to you. So that way it'll kind of bring in a whole area of things that might be interesting for you while you're there to you know, within that search. So that's something that's kind of nifty. Supposedly, they're also going to be bringing in not only street view, but they're going to be adding drone view as well. So you, whenever you do street view, you can either go from the street or a little bit above it and get a drone shot of the area that you're looking at. That'll be a little bit closer than what you would be if you're looking at the, say, the satellite imagery that they have in Google Maps that'll be a little bit closer than what you can get from that. Because once you get really tight on the satellite imagery, it gets really, really grainy. So having a drone shot in major cities to help you find stuff, you know, that, could be, that could be helpful. I could see where that would be kind of cool. 
They're also going to do some assistant updates as far as like the Hub Mac, the Nest Hub Max and different things like that. That'll use facial recognition rather than the OK Google keyword whenever you start a question or you want to search for something. So whenever you look at the device, that'll be enough to say to kick it off and you can just ask your question rather than have to actually say that keyword. Later on, they're going to be rolling that out to other devices to where you could either say just a quick something to do a search that you set up previously or you can just change the keyword or the key phrase to start asking a question you can change it to whatever you want so that'll be something nice so you don't have to say okay google or hello google or whatever it happens to be you can you can customize it to what you want it to be and actually that'll be really nice because a lot of times I have one of my Google Home Minis sitting near a radio, and when I come in in the afternoons, it's playing some random weird radio station that I've never heard of because somebody said, okay, Google, play, blah, 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 and it starts playing some weird radio station. So if you change your keyword, then hopefully that won't happen, and hopefully it won't happen to me either once I change mine. So one of the other big things that they announced was the beta release of Android 13. So the newest version of Android, they're going to have a lot of creature comforts that have been in included in this, a lot of security enhancements that will give you more control over the apps and the permissions that the apps have that you have on your device. So you can deny or accept whatever they do whenever they install, or you can go back and change those permissions on the fly whenever you want. So if you need to enable some permission just for the install, great. Then you can go back and take that away and use the app without that permission being used. So that's a really nice feature. Supposedly they're gonna be doing that with all the third-party apps that you get on the App Store. Amazing what happens to the, to the industry standard whenever Apple gets sued. Hint, hint, hint. Another thing they're gonna do is they're gonna be making improvements for Android versions with larger screens like tablets and Android Auto. So that way the layouts and everything for a larger screen Android experience is gonna be a lot better. They're supposedly reworking a lot of their own apps to be able to, to reutilize some of this additional real estate. So that way they look a little better and function better. They're also working on syncing phone messages and stuff like that from your phone to a Chromebook. So they're gonna kind of do like what iMessage does where you can just pass off your phone and put your phone down and start typing the same, you know, the same conversations on a Chromebook that you could on your phone. So that'll be a nice touch. I'm surprised it took them this long to do it, but with the implementation of RCS and everything like that, that they've been doing with Google messaging, it kind of doesn't surprise me. They're already kind of doing this, that with the web version of Google messaging. So we'll see how it goes in the future and exactly how, good it's going to be compared to iMessage, but I don't know. I think they still got a good little ways to go. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to hit up the website, downsouthitpodcast.com. You can find anything on the podcast there. This has been My Two Cents.